0: Welcome
1: to In the Principal's Office. I'm Angie Dillman, a high school principal. And I'm Michelle Liu, an assistant principal. And if you've ever wondered about the conversations that go on behind closed doors of a principal's office, you've come to the right place. Hey, Angie, how are you? I'm good, Michelle, how are you? Good, good to see you again. Oh my God, that's just the weirdest thing to say, good to see you again. Well,
0: it is good to see you because we're actually in person face-to-face today. And we tried to record from home yesterday and, everything decided to stop working in my house. Yeah. So we postponed it to today. Feels very official being in the room again. It does when we're face to face, not face to face on a screen. It does feel very official yeah. like we're doing real business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm socially awkward because I have to <laughs> sit across someone and not be on a screen. I know we're going to have to readjust. I can't wait till we get that opportunity to be in person again. For now, I'm getting used to my pajama <laughs> bottom meetings. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take me a long time
1: to get used to that. I love uh, pajama nope. bottoms. And like that
0: being said, I am wearing leggings
1: right now. And a comfy sweater. And a comfy sweater. Yeah. So today we thought it would be fun to have listeners learn a little bit more about things that we're interested in that don't have to do with education because I bet everyone's like, okay, we get it. You're passionate about education, which is amazing. And you were actually other people too. Like we have other interests, believe it or not.
0: (laughs) When I was a teacher, I would always say in my real life. So Michelle, one of the things that I noticed about you even in our interview you know what? Maybe it was when you raised your arms in victory. <laughs> oh, no. That's what oh, I'm no. going to say it was. When Michelle raised her arms in victory. Wow, that girl has guns. No. I'm seriously cringing right now. <laughs> if you guys can see my face, I'm definitely going to tell the story that way from now on. Because I actually don't remember the raising her arms in victory, but I love that it happened. Oh, my God. So I love that that's your lasting memory.
1: Oh. Only because I was like, oh, no.
0: One of my hobbies is yeah. making an ass of myself and then <laughs> going over and over and over in my mind. So I'm glad I'm not alone in that one.
1: (laughs) I love exercising. Specifically, I really love weight training. It all started 20 years ago and I joined one of those women's only gyms. So I don't know if anybody's familiar with these gyms. I can't even remember the name of the gym because I was really trying to. But it's a woman-only gym, and they have exercise machines set up in a circuit, and you can go through it in 30 minutes. What was that called? You know what I'm talking about, right? So my mom, she got me into it. I started doing that, and that was my first intro to... Formalized exercise. I danced in high school. Okay, I I was on the dance team. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like,
0: like orchestras. Yeah.
1: I have to say I was probably middle of the road to like the bottom. I did modern dance, tap dance, uh, jazz tap dance. dance. <laughs>
0: we'll definitely be making an appearance <laughs> at some point. That's yeah.
1: happening. I played tennis very briefly in my senior year of high school. Other than that, I wasn't a big athlete. This women's only gym was, was my first experience. Was it called curves. curves? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it was. I, go- and thank I Googled God. it on my phone. I thought you just picked it out of your no. brain.
0: I Googled all women's gym circuits. Yes. Andy, you're so smart. Yes. Yeah.
1: As I feel like so many stories go, I really got into weight training because of a boy. Yeah. <laughs> He was really into working out, the twice-a-day kind of workout guy, and I better act like I like to work out. <laughs> so I was going to the gym, and I saw a teacher friend of mine, and she looked fantastic. She had lost some weight, but it wasn't the weight. It was just she had muscles, and yeah. she looked strong, mm-hmm. and she was doing pull-ups. She still looks great. I've seen her recently. Nice. I went to her. I'm like, you look amazing. How did you learn how to do all these things? So I was very intimidated to go into a gym, use the weights, and so pass. Patty said, I got a personal trainer. His name's Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy because I still talk to Jeremy too. Oh, Jeremy didn't turn out to be your boyfriend? No, no, no. no. Jeremy's not the boyfriend. (laughs) Jeremy's the personal trainer. I hired Jeremy and that's where I learned everything. He gave me a lot of confidence. I hired Jeremy to impress the boy. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's kind of how I got into it. And then I just loved it. You know, there's something about feeling strong in your body and making progress. People that are in fitness talk about this a lot. Getting physically strong. Strong makes you mentally strong. But honestly, it really did. Made me feel really confident.
0: One of the things I've noticed, because I also like working out, but as I will, I'll get into this a little bit later, I go through phases, yeah, years-long phases. Right. And then usually there'll be some life event that will derail me, but I always will come back. There are things where you could be in a situation where you don't know how to do something because you're not physically strong enough. And when you are. It just makes your life so much easier, and there are all kinds of other benefits like bone health and you know aging and all that stuff. Yeah, you know those
1: just like side benefits. I mean, not the important thing. A later problem. I mean, actually, it's a now problem. (laughs) It is a now problem. (laughs) Naturally, I'm a petite person. My frame is very small, and one of the things I love is when I have to lift something heavy, and somebody who's very nice and wonderful will say, "Oh, let me help you," and I'm like, "No, I got it," and then they're like, "Oh." (laughs) <laughs> I do. There's something really empowering being a woman, being a small woman, and yet knowing that I can take care of myself. That's how I got into it. Can I just tell a side note about Jeremy? Yes, and Jeremy? I, have a, I
0: have a side story too. Okay, so okay, go, okay, okay. So you
1: go. When I hired Jeremy and I worked with him maybe, gosh, for a couple of years and my mom says, you know, my doctor was telling me about my bone health and I'm having a hard time even lifting some of our heavy pans. And I said, well, maybe you should hire Jeremy. He's an amazing person. He's a good trainer, but he's also super compassionate and he meets clients where they are. Yeah, very important. Yeah, He started working out with them twice a week in their home. He still works out with them. It's been 12 years, 13 years. My mom can do 20? Push-ups. Nice. He's now part of the family. Yeah. I get updates about him from my parents. It was all meant to be. So Michelle described her body
0: type and we are polar opposites. Yeah. I am super tall and I am what I will describe as a sturdy person. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle has small bones. I have the opposite. I know everyone says they're big bones, (laughs) but literally my dad, he was a farmer and he's had surgery on every part of his body because the, the work is so physical. Yeah. So he's had both hips replaced and both knees replaced and shoulder surgery and elbow surgery and back surgeries and on and on. And one of his surgeons, they looked at his bones and they're like, this is like a T-Rex bone in here. (laughs) Oh my God. Like like, I've never seen (laughs) bones this big. So I will say I'm a big bone person because my dad's surgeon said so. And I'm his daughter. You come from a sturdy stock, but seriously, evolutionarily. I you mean, need it to be right. Absolutely. So I am definitely from sturdy stock. <laughs> I have broad shoulders. Even like jackets, mm. they're always tied on my yeah. shoulder. And I also like to lift weights. Yes. And so like it just makes your shoulders even bigger. So Michelle and I are polar opposites in body. <laughs> if someone would look at Michelle and think she would need help lifting someone, they would look at me and say, "I can probably help that. They're it's, like, yeah. "Hey Angie, can you come over here and <laughs> <Exactly. Exactly>. lift <laughs> fifty pounds. Exactly. <laughs> Michelle and I worked out a few times in the weight room at school, and Michelle comments like, "Oh, you're strong." <laughs> She's really.
1: Strong strong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not as strong as you to impress Michelle <laughs> funny because of the way we look I feel like a pat on the back yeah she
1: puts lots of weights on the bar and I'm like okay there, there goes Angie man
0: <laughs> not now <laughs> not 10 months into the pandemic oh my gosh yeah it's been it's, it's been, been rough. rough this pandemic is one of those derailing oh things. yeah so I know that for a lot of people the pandemic has been anywhere from tragic to a chance to reset their lives and, mm-hmm. and everything in between for us we were so lucky because we've been working, Mm -hmm. I will say full time, I mean, three times more. (laughs) But when we went into the lockdown, I was working out all the time. It was a regular part of my life. And I was in a good place. And then it just totally derailed. All my progress has mm-hmm. gone and then some. <laughs> and I've worked out a few <laughs> times with Andrew, yeah. our friend, and he works here at the high school too. He's hardcore. He's yeah. like a CrossFit person and he I'll is. just leave it at that. And then for four days, I can't move my body. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I stop and start things. So yeah. there'll be things that will derail COVID. Yeah, Totally changed my whole lifestyle. And it's not like I have all this free time to work out more. It's yeah. the opposite. And then I've moved a lot. I've changed yeah. jobs. I've changed districts. working Working out is definitely something that I love and I enjoy and I keep coming back to, but I haven't been able to make that lifelong commitment like Michelle, unfortunately.
1: The reason I've stayed consistent is because when my daughter was younger and I was really busy with that and it was very stressful and there was so much on my plate, that was the only time that I got a break. Mm -hmm. It was the only time that was, for me, I could count on it every day. I knew that every day for an hour, I would be able to zone out. It helped quiet my mind because I'm lifting heavy weights. I'm concentrating on the feeling of that. yeah, And it pushed everything out of my head. It was the one thing out of the other 23 hours in the day where I had to attend to somebody else's needs. Here's the other crazy thing, though, Angie. I think back to the stuff I used to do. I'm like, I'm getting soft. I used to wake up at four in the morning to work out because that was the only time I had. I can't. Insane. It is insane. But I think at the time, because I was committed to, I need this hour for myself so that I can function the rest of the 23 hours. That was when I would do it. But now I I can't. I'm I'm such a baby.
0: (laughs) So there are all these articles about habits of successful people, and working out in the morning is always one of them. I know. So I'll get on a kick and I'll do it maybe like three times. I am not a morning workout person. I don't. I don't want to say I'm a morning person, but I'm not. Not a morning person. I get up early. I love love my job, so I don't mind yeah. getting in the car and coming right. to work. My morning routine is I drive to work. Yeah. I'll usually go through the Starbucks drive through line. And it also is just a way to extend my morning <laughs> drive a little bit more because I talk to my mom back in Ohio. Aww. That's like the time we have to talk. And you're really close. Yeah, we are really close. So, Michelle, now that your daughter is all grown up and moved out and on her own, do you still work out in
1: the morning? I'm still a morning workouter. <laughs> Angie's amazing. It, right I'm now. grimacing. You know the other thing I miss, and this is another side tangent. I really miss the sauna. Did you use the sauna?
0: So this is one of my other things that yes. I got into briefly. Have you heard of an urban sweat lodge? There's one yes. in Pasadena. Washington yes. House. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have this infrared sauna blanket.
1: Andy, I want a blanket. I have one. It's on my yeah. list to get this year because they're not the cheapest thing. They're not. Tell me though, okay. is it worth well, it? I was just reading about the
0: benefits of saunas and I used to live on the west side and I saw a sign for one and I was like, oh, what is that? Another one of my hobbies is doing weird health wellness <laughs> things. So I will try all of it. I will try all of it. Infrared sauna blanket, urban sweat lodge. Yes, oh. of course I'll try it. So I went to one and you can buy like introductory packets. So the way I justified buying the blanket was this is like, two or three packages and then I'll have it forever. Right. It looks kind of like a sleeping bag. Yeah. And you Velcro yourself into it. Yes. And you set the temperature and then you stay as long as you can. Okay. I just moved, but before I moved, I had it permanently set up in the guest room. Oh my god. But like it gets so hot that you can't put it on a foam mattress. I don't (laughs) don't know. So uh, I created this system. Listeners, I am so excited right now because I want to buy one. Okay, so where do you put it? I experimented. Yeah. At first I did it on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Right. Because that's exactly super, what I was yeah, thinking. I'm like, oh, you put it on the floor. Okay, don't do and that. Then I bought this Japanese like futon pad. Okay. And that was better. Yeah. And then I put my place for sale so I quote unquote clean and I couldn't <laughs> find it. Oh no. <laughs> so then I'm like, shoot, I really want to do the blanket. So I took every blanket we had. Okay. A, an old comforter, quilt, a fleece blanket right stack them up on my foam mattress bed yes and just put it on top of that and it was fine so
1: how does it feel at the gym i would regularly do the dry sauna yeah yeah, yeah.
0: there's dry and wet yeah yeah i don't because based on my experiences of (laughs) going to korean spas all over los angeles which i love as well there are both and i miss them
1: so much. I cannot wait to go to a Korean spa. I like to try weird yeah, health yeah. things as well. Yeah, as you can it. tell. But so it's worth it then. The sauna blanket. Yeah. Okay. So
0: there were two things that I was interested in. I don't sleep very well. Mm-hmm. Like things will be on my mind and I'll yeah. wake up and I'll start thinking and then it's just done. So when I wake up at four, I don't yeah. exercise. I worry. <laughs> it's great life. It's ex- great life, Michelle. An exercise for your brain, maybe? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. That's my mental exercise. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> First of all, you're sweating, so it's Super good for your skin, really just gets all of the impurities out, and then your skin kind of glows for yes. days. And it helps it. my sleep for like three or four nights. My sleep is just like really good. Wow! So that's why I do it. That's for the awesome. Sleep. The last ten to fifteen minutes is torture. It gets really hot. You can get out of it at yeah. any time. It is <laughs> you're not trapped. You're not. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. that. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll even just put an arm out. It helps. When you go to the businesses, they give you this bottle of alkaline oh. water. So you drink that throughout. And then halfway through, they bring you ice cold towel that mm. you can put behind your neck. That's what I need Kevin to bring me. Yes. Just Keep them in the freezer. Yeah.
1: Just have him bring it, and yes. then that'll help. Ding. Okay. I'll bring my towel. <laughs> Kevin, the guy recovering from cancer and all that, but you're gonna ring yes, the bell. He
0: needs it's to fine. slowly build back <laughs> his
1: strength and carry a towel. It's good for him.
0: It's good for all. <laughs> us. We need to bring him down off his pedestal yes. a little bit and get
1: him back into real life.
0: And the <laughs> thing is, not only would he bring me the ice blanket yeah. about halfway through, he always asked me, "Are you okay? You need Aww, anything?" I know he's such a great guy. He's Aww. really a great guy.
1: When we talk about working out and pandemic, it's changed the way I think about working out. It's mm. made me a little more hesitant. I don't know if I'm gonna go back full time <sighs> to the
0: gym right away. Kevin and I have been talking about that too do we think we'll go back he is a huge gym person yeah he is pretty buff yeah he's buff he loves to lift weights Yeah, he's really mystic psychologically just lifting is important and yes. getting getting your strength back is, is
1: really really important yeah. and for him it's definitely a huge mental health it's been almost a year since I've really been into the gym consistently and mm-hmm. I've been doing okay from home but I also feel like when gyms open up maybe I'll go twice a week but maybe I'll just do the rest from home because yeah. I could do it from home and it, I
0: feel safer and mm-hmm. it's still effective Do you think that based on working out, like you're a morning
1: workout person, Mm -hmm. is the gym usually pretty quiet at that
0: time? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And the great thing about being a morning workout person when you go to the gym is that it's the same people. So that's cool. Everyone's on a time schedule. So no one's dilly-dallying. I mean, you say hello because it's the same people. But for the most part, everyone's in there to just get the work done and then leave, which I love because, you know, a downside of always going to the gym or liking to work out in a gym is that social aspect to some extent is good. It is. But then there's some times where it's like, but I just want to focus. And as a woman, and I'm definitely just generalizing here, but I think sometimes men try to, strike up conversations with women at the gym or everybody has their own motives for being at the gym if it's crowded. So yes, I do love working in the morning. The other thing is a lot of retired people work out in the morning or older people. And I love older people. I I do miss that part of it. Parking's great. Mm -hmm. Traffic is great. Like there's just a lot of ease to get to the gym in the morning. It's a nice way to start
0: your morning. I actually was a big gym person as well. Actually, I stopped going to the gym and bought a Peloton because... (laughs) I worked out in the prime time. I would get off between like 4.30 oh, and 6.30. Yeah. Oh, man. It's busy. It's crowded. It and is. you know, Michelle, the bad gym etiquette, I can't stand it. Yes. I don't want to work out in your sweat. Yep. Why are you having a
1: speakerphone conversation <laughs> right here? Like, please stop that. Don't do that thing. My biggest pet peeve in the gym, people that I don't put away their things. Clean up after yourself. Right. No one's asking you to clean up after anybody else. Just put your things away so I don't trip. Right. So I was at this point where I was going to join. What's the
0: fancy gym? Oh, Equinox. Equinox. Yeah. And I did a tour and everything. It is nice. Oh my God, it's so it's nice. It's really nice. I think it was like almost 200 or over yeah. 200 a month. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, well, in 10 months that would pay for a Peloton. <laughs> this is not a Peloton advertisement <laughs> at all. <laughs>
1: but
0: but- <laughs> I've heard really great things though.
1: I've heard people really like it. They have all the classes too. Yeah. So like the
0: monthly subscription, it gets you the cycle classes, yeah. which are great. Like I have my favorite instructors.
1: There's yoga, bar, strength. That's awesome. Core. So during the pandemic, have you been using the Peloton? Has been helping a lot I mean I know that you yeah know, there's a lot of things happening there have been but- ups and downs yeah but
0: I would say at the beginning it was very stressful trying to figure out what to do because yeah. you know we closed for a two-week period yeah. and then when it was extended and we were in hold <laughs> harmless all these things to navigate how do we make sure that kids can finish their year and be ready for school next year because last March I had no doubt that mm-hmm. we would be back in person in right. August. I was confident. Of yeah. That. So how are we going to make sure kids are ready for next year and know that in the blink of an eye, they might not be able to have stable home internet right. and, and the availability to get a hotspot and, and on and on and on. It was really stressful. Things continued. And then there was an uptick in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then there was nationwide social justice demonstrations, a real reckoning and examination of all of our practices and, and time to change. And our community was not immune to that. And the best way, we really are making great strides to change. And it came from a really troubling summer. Yeah, But we're moving in such a positive direction. Yeah. It's not like I want to go back to that time and relive it. <laughs> but I am so excited that our students feel that their voices are heard Yeah, and that we're building the trust that's needed to move forward and, and keep everybody safe and heard and valued. So
1: so what I'm hearing, Angie, that you don't have time to just cycle on the Peloton. So, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm getting started. I'm getting- Everything that Angie's saying is Exactly what was happening. And I think it was the uncertainty plus all the different layers of yeah. circumstances and events that had occurred during the summer. You really were getting a mental workout. It, like the It was no nonstop. Reason. Yeah. It was
0: really nonstop.
1: Get on a bike after all of that. You must have been exhausted. It, it was exhausting. Yeah. And I
0: could see all my gains slipping away. Yeah. But like, honestly, that part of my life just took a backseat. Oh, yeah. It just wasn't important anymore. Right. I got married in the summer and like, I know that people will work out for years to have their <laughs> perfect wedding body and I was literally like getting married to Kevin is yes. so much more important than this yeah. I don't care
1: about the pictures
0: I did my own makeup yeah. I think it took me 10 minutes you to get ready you look so great I too. look back to those
1: pictures and I'm like good enough it goes back to that thing about seasons in your life yeah. and some things are a priority and some things are not exactly. and that's okay I think that's okay for anybody I would say in
0: the last two or three months I feel like things have settled enough Yeah, that I'm getting back to working out yeah. regularly which is
1: awesome yeah it's great do you have any other hobbies <laughs> I
0: have many other hobbies I have started and stopped yeah I would say some of my hobbies would be I did take up (laughs) needlepoint I completed a project it's on Shari's desk yeah it's
1: beautiful I I pointed it out I'm like hey who made that for you and she said Angie I said oh you go Angie look at you I took up needle needle needlepoint that what it's
0: I think it's called cross
1: stitch. Cross stitch.
0: <laughs> so I did that and I have started another one. Okay. I finished it. Okay. I like the idea of liking to sew. <laughs> I like the idea of liking to sew. Do <laughs> you just like to think about sewing? <laughs> My mom taught me how to sew. And I like it when I'm with her. I wish I could show you some of the things <laughs> I've made. <laughs> Curtains. One straight half. It's like so wavy and puckered. Oh, another thing. My mom is she's really good at sewing yeah. and she's also good at crocheting oh and she taught me how to crochet okay so there's this thing when you crochet you have to make sure that you're pulling the yarn with okay equal tension as you I go see. or it will start to curve yeah and, like warp so like, and exactly it'll okay. warp like one line of stitch will be farther apart than the yes. next so it'll be wavy yes. and puckery like my sewing. (laughs) So there's the trend. My mom taught me how to crochet and I was trying to make a scarf straight. And then it turned into like a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a hat. (laughs) And then my sister said, did mom teach you how to crochet? I want to learn. And I taught my sister (laughs) the same way my mom taught me it's she's yards and yards oh, of wow. beautiful crochet. What was missed here? Well, what's the saying? Those that can't do teach. I know. I think that's it's crossed you, my Andy. mind. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm a good teacher. So. Oh yeah. my goodness. Great. so my sister is she can crochet She's yeah craft. she Taught wouldn't her. be
1: able to crochet if it weren't for you so true <laughs> so aside from working out what are your other hobbies i like to create things i don't think i've ever talked about it here but after i got my bachelor's degree i was really into photography i took a lot of photography classes put on this show with my sister wow at this, in this gallery and so i was thinking about getting my master's in fine arts my mfa i love the idea of being into <laughs> You love yes, the idea yes, of
0: sewing, yes.
1: yes, yes. I love, it. <laughs> and I really loved it. And I actually started my MFA program at a university after I got my BA. But a couple of things: one, I didn't want to. I'm doing air quotes sell out and yes. do things like wedding photography and like baby, baby and photography. Pumpkin. Yeah, I think those things are great for careers. But personally, I'm like, no, I want to do art. Like, yes. I want the like stuff that's or gonna, or yeah, something. stuff that's gonna hang in a museum. Don't I, sell out. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't sell and I just quit instead.
0: I didn't want to be a sellout crochet (laughs) photographer because like that's so cliche.
1: (laughs) So I didn't want to go the commercial route, but also, hello, I have a daughter. I need to have a career. I need to get my stuff together. And that's why I took the time off and I started substitute teaching. So that's kind of where that falls falls in. So I did that for about a semester. And I realized too, that I wanted to do something that's going to make a huge difference. Ever since then, I think I've always been creative. And so it's expressed itself in many ways. I went through a scrapbooking phase. I made a scrapbook once. Oh, <laughs> of course once. you made it once. You're like the ultimate intro to crafts. Like If, if you, anybody wants to know what a craft is like, yeah, you're a total 101 I'm, person. I'm the 101. You are a hobbyist 101. I also become obsessed with things, okay? Yeah. So I was obsessed. I scrapbook faith's first seven years oh. <laughs> i got really into the stickers and i got really into the books and you know up until she's seven her life is very well documented and then i just stopped yeah.
0: i one two boyfriends ago like we were together for like seven years i bought the scrapbook <laughs> and in the plastic sleeve i have yes. like <laughs> <a> <laughs> ticket
1: stuff. <stubbed, laughs> yeah maybe a photo <laughs> yeah. shoved in yeah. there that's
0: it no, no complete yeah. pages so
1: it's basically just like a memorabilia uh it's book. like a trash it's book tra- <laughs> <laughs> right Especially because it's not like you're still together. <laughs> I think I'm a creative person. It expresses itself in different ways. That's why this podcast is awesome mm-hmm. for me. That's why editing is awesome for me because it's another creative And way. it's why I've done more than one episode because
0: Michelle <laughs> is here and I know. just show up.
1: I can't talk to myself, Angie. You know what? So that's, I'm glad that's, to <laughs> be a here. I think about how that informs my career. I'm most excited about the work when I'm creating new things, when I'm innovating and exploring how we can make things better for kids to bring it all full circle back yes, to what this podcast please. really is people talk about flow the first time i was ever in a flow was when i was doing photography we did it the old-fashioned way we'd be in the dark room mm-hmm. and i did that yeah <laughs> i, I know i know angie you did that <laughs> exactly so sad <laughs> i need to rethink some things <laughs> I know, you really are the one-on-one i am oh. the hobbies <laughs> yes <laughs> so you were in the dark room back to you please <laughs> Oh, my stomach hurts from laughing too hard. So I was in the dark room and and it was one of those things where I would go in in the morning, you know, and I'm working on stuff. And then when I would look up, it would be five hours later and I didn't even know it. And I've always held on to that feeling Mm -hmm. because it's fantastic. And I feel like the older I've gotten and I just haven't been able to recapture that feeling so much anymore. But when I do, I appreciate it so much and I seek it. That flow state, I'm always seeking flow.
0: And I actually do know what you mean because I think we're going to talk about mental health in a different episode, but I have attention deficit disorder. So, And part of that is when you get into something, you go deep, <laughs> but then I go on the next thing. <laughs> like the reasons for this, I do understand that, yeah. and it, it is really exciting to be yeah. there. And then I always want to go on to the next thing. But there's another thing that I've also heard about, like the runner's high. Yeah, surprise! I <laughs> dabbled in running. I've run two five k's and a ten k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the of middle of have. the ten k, I said why would anyone do this? <laughs> I'm never doing this
1: again. I've never even come close to a runner's height. Yeah. I've never felt the runner's height either, but flow I have, and I think maybe that's what it is, is if I feel that flow and whatever I'm doing as a hobby, then I know like, okay, I'm going to keep pursuing this. Yeah. That's how I can stick with things for like two years. <laughs> Just
0: two? Yeah, like, expiration date on yes. everything is two years. It is. It's like two years. <laughs> yoga is probably my biggest one. Oh, I've yeah. I loved yoga. Yeah. And I love the idea of me loving yoga. <laughs> I loved how you were like, I loved yoga not like i love yoga (laughs) i do love it looking back on it it
1: was a great time (laughs) one of your lasting hobbies that's not a 101 where you're the intermediate teacher is traveling that's something else we have in common love traveling yes Yes. see look at that angie oh thanks michelle i have
0: areas of extreme
1: specialization (laughs) you're extremely specialized in Mm -hmm. traveling i feel better I think that's enough for everybody right now. You know what? I feel
0: <laughs> so sorry for everyone.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but but I definitely hit my my laughter quota I for the feel day. So <laughs> bad about <myself> <laughs> no,
0: All right, I'm gonna go do yoga today.
1: All right, everybody. Well, that concludes it. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> If you like this episode, don't forget to rate us wherever you get your podcast to help others find our show. And we love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at in the Principals Pod and on Twitter at Principles Pod. And we'll see you next time in the Principal's Office.